this is Gerard Winter, and I'm talking about my big fat old African novel called Jesus Baboon. Yesu is the uh, Swahili name for Jesus, and uh, a baboon is a baboon. Uh, and we are beginning our story in jail, actually in prison. You know the difference. Prison is where you go for a long time. Jail is where you are kept so you don't run away before your trial. The story begins where our hero, or shall I say protagonist, Koyati, is in prison. He's in prison for a serious crime he committed with the best of intentions, but Kuyati's intentions go wrong sometimes. So he's lying on his bunk, and he, he, it's, a, it's a double bunk. On, on the top mattress is the brute. The brute is a huge bully who beats up Kuyati on a daily basis. Kuyati is desperate because he's sure the guy's going to kill him at some point. But right now, the story starts in the present and Kuyati is lying on the bottom story of the bunk. And he's whiling away the hours thinking about the stories from his childhood. His name means uh, trickster, the trickster rabbit in Swahili. And I'm going to make a very serious confession here. I saw it on the internet that Koyati means trickster in Swahili. And then I didn't take a note and I didn't do a bibliography. I normally do that. And the website is gone and I've never been able to find it again. And when I went back afterwards to see what, what Koyati means, couldn't find it anywhere on the internet. Even Dr. Google doesn't know. By that time, I had a 300, I was about 300 pages into the book. So that was just a done deal. Koyati is Koyati. Besides, I, called, I named my dog, my little Dakshun Terrier thingy, I named him Kuyati, so that's a done deal, he's Kuyati. Anyway, I, I, I promised right in the beginning that I'll digress from time to time, so that's just the nature of the beast. The story he's thinking of as, as our novel opens is the one of the rabbit and the crocodile. And the full story is, is further on in the book. So uh, Kuyati is on his bunk, smiling like an idiot. The uh, the brute, as he as he calls his cellmate, is not there. And uh, he thinks back on his childhood in the village. And he thinks about the crocodile, and throughout the entire story, right until the end, there is. Uh, a, a dichotomy, a dualism between the rabbit and the crocodile, and here's why. The rabbit has clear eyes and a clear little mind. He's quick. He knows what the right thing is to do. Uh, contrast that with crocodile. He lies in the muddy water. 
He cannot see much in front of him. He doesn't think much. He doesn't know much. The only thing a crocodile has to know is how to be a crocodile, a good crocodile. And a good crocodile is one that waits for something to happen. So he lies there in the muddy water. And uh, I mean, the big time of the year is when the thousands of, of animals cross the rivers. But in, uh, in quiet times, he just lies there and waits for whatever. In fact, Coyote says, a crocodile, I'm reading, a crocodile caught a bicycle once. We found it on the riverbank. There was no sign of the person who rode it. What became of the rider of the bicycle is a mystery in the village to this day. Crocodile had bitten the bike full of dents and holes and he had twisted the frame out of shape in his death row. Then he spat it out because it didn't taste good, even to a crocodile. And this is what Kuyati is thinking about, uh, dream, daydreaming basically, uh, while he's reminiscing about his childhood. And then suddenly there are visitors to come and see him. They stand on the catwalk. Uh, the, the prison has three stories, uh, and on both sides of an open courtyard, there's a long catwalk on which the individual cells open. It's an old jail. It's built like a fortress, and uh, it's an old-style thick bars, almost like cartoonish, in front of the cells. There are three people coming to see Coyote on this day. One is uh, a big, big man uh, of Indian descent, and he is Advocate Julius Naidu, LLD, and he is the head of the defense for Coyote, appointed by the state. Coyote has no money. With him is his... Uh, his intern or his not apprentice but his junior most junior partner uh, advocate Isidora Temani LLB and the man who brought them there is a state attorney Peter Chiboy uh, he has a phony British accent he is very tall he's very thin and he's as mean as a snake his purpose is to try and, and get the temporary moratorium on the death penalty suspended or something so he can hang Kuyati. Uh, he's actually a part of a conspiracy, but we'll talk about that later. When Isadora tries to shake Kuyati's hand through the bars, Naidu pulls her away, shakes his head vigorously. But she reaches through the bars before he can stop her and shakes the hand of the poor Ngoro Ngoro herd boy who had never touched a decent woman before. Hell, any woman for that matter, and that includes his mother. Uh, I mean, he has touched his mother, but she's not a decent woman. And you'll, you'll learn more about Koyati's mother later on. Isadora looks him in the eye and says, Pleased to meet you, Mr. Coyote. We'll do our best for you. Coyote is just about fainting because 
Isidora is a goddess. She is a divine creature. Uh, in fact, everybody in, in the jail is whistling and begging her to come by their cells because she is just too beautiful and they haven't seen a woman <laughs> in months or years. Uh, then Chuboy, the thin prosecutor and uh, the, the Indian advocate for Koyati, go and stand aside. They talk a little bit. And Isidora speaks to Kuyati, and she says she's going to do her best uh, for him. Uh, just a little paragraph I want to read about Judge Zairi. You will meet him later on again. Now, he's the judge, so there's the unholy trinity. Peter Chuboy, the long, tall chief prosecutor, uh, Naidu, uh, the big, fat, uh, advocate for the defense and Judge Zahidi who is a very very bad dude is a piece of work I'm reading a paragraph Judge Zahidi took one look at me and he's talking about years well months before when he was in front of the judge uh, he took one look at me and started hating me forever there was something in the wide mix of little crimes I committed that stuck in his craw. For him, I was the poster boy for what was wrong with society. It seemed to him as if I lived for nothing other than to make the life of decent citizens miserable. He experienced every breath I took as a personal affront, and he said so that day in the magistrate's court. Okay, so, so this judge... Well, there's a bit of history there. He, he had bought his uh, daughter a beautiful watch for her 21st birthday, and Coyote swiped it. And that was the last straw. I mean, the, the judge was part of a conspiracy that tried to get the death penalty reinstated uh, in, in Tanzania or Tanzania, whatever you prefer, uh, because... The, the criminals and even the petty criminals have been making the citizens of uh, Dar es Salaam's lives absolute hell. Everything that wasn't nailed down was, was stolen. So here State Attorney Chiboy asks uh, of Kuyati, do you know why we will hang you? I knew exactly why, and it wasn't because of a lady's wristwatch. I mumbled, it was an accident, sir, I'm not sure what happened. Be quiet, said the state attorney. It's not so much of the murder. Point is, you are vermin. I tried to explain what he didn't have the slightest interest in my side of the story. Not that I had one. I lowered my gaze. My chickens were coming home to roost. You're worth nothing to anybody, Kuyati, said Chaboy. Can you name one person whom you've helped in the past, huh? Nobody, sir. It was true. To the state, you're a cockroach or a disease-carrying rat, and that's how we're going to treat you. Oh, Koyati is in such trouble. Uh, and now they make sure they have his name right because he's got only one name. He doesn't know what his last name or first name 
are. And uh, then he tells how Isidora asked of him to tell his life story because she's beginning to suspect that he was uh, maybe running, he had run away from his village or was maybe banned or expelled and maybe he didn't have such a good childhood. She had nothing to defend him with because he had committed his crime, which I'll explain about, uh, in, in public. And there were tons of witnesses and he had absolutely no defense. So she wanted to get his entire life story on tape he couldn't write so that she could see what she could use as extenuating circumstances. So, and I'm going to stop here because this is getting long. So she asks him if he would accept a voice recorder and tell his entire story on it. And Kiyati starts out by refusing the recorder. He says, my cellmate is a brute. He will crush the recorder if he sees me using it, or at least take it for himself. And also, I don't do well with talking to a machine. I can talk to people or animals or wood, but devices scare me. How do you know that? she asked. I tried once, but I couldn't, I said. She accepted that for the time being. But Isadora doesn't give up so easily. I'm going to stop this episode now it's getting too big uh it's 14 minutes already but wow i'm having such fun please come back for the next one i promised i will create it real soon now bye